Hello and welcome to another episode of Art Blog Radio. I'm your host for today, Whit Lopez, and I'm extra super excited to be joined today by Jennifer Turnbull and Liza Goodell, who are currently the co-directors at the most amazing organization, Spiral Q. If you aren't familiar with Spiral Q, you've probably seen them around. Giant puppets, amazing parades, different things around the city. So welcome to the show, Jennifer and Liza. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. So can we talk about uh, peoplehood really quick? Yeah. Can you explain to those who are listening who might not know what it is? So peoplehood is a parade and pageant often and is a celebration lifting up um, folks who are living and working at the forefront of oppression and anti-oppression work. And for 20 years, we have walked through the Philadelphia streets in West Philly, the citywide parade. We walked through Philadelphia streets uh, from Paul Robeson House at 50th and Walnut to Clark Park at 45th and Concessing. And this past year, we had our 20th one, which is wow, amazing. that is amazing. And we partnered with three, um, three activist organizations, uh, Philly Thrive, ACT UP, Philadelphia, and Shutdown Brooks. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah. And so typically, the, in the 20 years, it's looked a lot of different ways. Um, but typically, it brings volunteers and neighborhood organizations, um, youth uh, volunteer groups, drug recovery center we've worked with for a long time together to make art for the parade. And this year, with this um, intentional partnership with these activist groups, it was to bring all these efforts together towards artwork that they could use in the parade and then also for their demonstrations and protests. Um, to amplify the messaging. It was beautiful. It was a really beautiful process. That sounds really beautiful. So do each of these parades spotlight activist organizations? How does that work? Um, well, the this format of peoplehood has been kind of a long time evolving. <clears throat> um, Act of Philadelphia was our actual, like, actually our first partner organization and part of the reason why Spiral Q was alive in the first place. Um, our mm. founder, Maddie Hart, <clears throat> um, was like, what can I do for the movement um, to support folks living with AIDS and HIV? And, um, and discovered that, that making like giant art and street theater um, and community with, <clears throat> with that community was the way that he found he could um, activate himself. And so that was our like first foray out into the world um, was being like super big and joyful and colorful and out and loud and proud in the streets. Um, and so Peoplehood this year was a way to a highlight those organizations and um, have all these public bills. Uh, Liza works for like 31 days in a row. <laughs> wow. Um, to hold space for all of the organizations and all of the folks who we invited to participate to um, to make this art together. And so each of the um, groups had a section within the parade and we went through like a story circle process with them to really understand what kinds of messaging needed to be um, lifted up and translated into art. And then through that story circle process, we also <clears throat> derived the pageant scenes 
um, mm. that happened in the parade that happened at the park um, to be able to to like really display and like reveal what all is happening behind the movements. Like why why does ACT UP have a um, prescription for housing campaign? This mm. is why. These are these stories, and you wow. can see them really clearly. Um, yeah, and it ended up being the most specific pageant we've ever had, because in the past it was working with a lot of different community members about issues that were important to them, but not necessarily um, for everyone, the issues that they were living. And so this, for the moments of the pageant, um, there were specific things that came out of the people who were enacting them's lives. It was mm. a little next level, I think, for the pageant. And it was a specificity that felt really good for pageantry, because a lot of times pageantry, in my experience of seeing other people do it too, it can be really beautiful and really fun and have all the emotions, but not necessarily be super specific. Definitely. Um, a lot of broad strokes, and, and this felt um, really different from that. Um, and one of our like past board members, like longtime friend, family of the queue, um, who's been to every single peoplehood except for one, was like, this has been the best pageant. And um, I was like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Finally! <laughs> and like this also wraps up into like I have this theory but I, it's like a little untested but so we've done our founding work is with activists making artwork for protests and demonstrations and so it's always been this thing that we've done kind of on call within our capacity because it's, it's always like this thing's happening next week um, and can you help in this way and so we're like kind of get in or get in where you fit in and so this was an intentional way to be like, how can we go deeper with people and be ahead of the game and plan that out? Um, but then also in this moment in time when so much is like so clearly wrong with the world, a lot of, you know, it's all been happening forever, but what is the role? I feel like there's artists and people with specific skills that could, that aren't necessarily the people in the meetings and on the streets um, who want to help in movements and grassroots movements, but don't have a space necessary to connect with those activists. And so a vision for this is that this base every fall can come together and like design a screen print for banners or, you know, like learn how to make puppets and then become awesome at it because you are, already have all these skills and make these connections that can live um, throughout the year too. So we'll see. And, and all of the art that was made for peoplehood has been used um, at least once, if not more than once, in those three groups' direct actions since then. Yeah. Mm. So there's so many purpose. And yeah, there's so many different, you know, we're like, everything is everything, it's all connected. She's like, yeah, it is all connected. And there's, there, there are these really specific through lines that we can see. Um, that are like ephemeral and like feelings and soft in that way, but they're also like, look, this puppet has been seen by this many people. It was used in this direct action in Harrisburg, in DC, wow, in Philadelphia. Yeah. And that feels great. That's like, yeah. Wow. That was that was the vision and it, and it's working. So then there's this like the softer thing I guess is that the way that bringing activists together in a making space who have all levels of experience, you know, creating artwork or protest art or whatever um have is their like actual like really interest in doing it and like how it's sort of you know we all know that art is therapeutic in a lot of ways but um is the bonds that they create making that art together in this um and that you can you have different conversations paper mache you know a house puppet um than you do in a meeting where you're like strategically planning your next steps in the movement so that's really cool to see too and knowing that that kind of connection happens 
with um, adult activists and it happens with youth in our you know education programming and it happens with neighbors who are you know working around a specific place-based issue um, all have that like same connection with with one another when you hold a space for them to collaboratively create art together mm. toward a specific purpose and that feels also really amazing. That is really amazing. Thank you for sharing that. We also, can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to talk about people? No, I love it. Peoplehood, October 20th, 2007 was my first day of work with Barbecue. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I got bit by the peoplehood bug first day. <laughs> Almost 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's really wonderful. Um, so I had a question about uh, possibly Spiral Q's influenced by Bread and Puppet Theater. Um, or is it called Bread and Puppet Theater? Or yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Like they, they also make giant puppets and the puppets are also used a lot for kind of revolution work. Um, and making a difference within the community. So is there a connection between the two? Yeah, I think, yeah I think um, Maddie, our founder, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if he did the actual apprentice program, but definitely spent time there and was part of his influence and in even seeing giant puppets, I assume, because, you know, the internet wasn't as big as what it is now. Um, I have not personally done any, we've had a lot of people come through who've been through the apprenticeship program and, you know, come through that route, so... For sure. And they come to Philly like once a year, so I always try to get out there to see them. That's wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, they're awesome. Yep, the red connection. That's amazing. That's so exciting. Uh, A long, long time ago, I had had taken some college courses in acting, and we learned a lot about puppetry, like full-body puppetry, but then also like making puppets. And so like bread and puppet theater was like one of my favorite things to know that there were puppets at Giant. But then I went to someone's house and they didn't tell me that there was a giant puppet directly behind the front door. Oh (laughs) my god. (laughs) It was like nine feet tall. And so like, you know, I go into their house and as I'm leaving, I see like the hand hanging down. (laughs) And so I look up and it was just like, "Ah!" (laughs) Terrifying. We used to have a in our previous space, we had this warehouse of Spring Garden, and we had a puppet museum in it, the Living Loft Puppet Museum. Mm. And so you would enter these, it was at 31st and Spring Garden, and we moved in 2012, but um, we'd have summer camps come in, or just anyone who was coming to our offices, and you had to go through the museum to get into the office and oh the my God. studio. And some children, there's like an age of child that's just like... I think I have things figured out. Like I'm like four, and I'm like I got this good, thing, I'm and then good. they see a giant puppet, and they're like, "Wait, oh, I know something. I cannot." Like babies are like, "Anything goes. I don't know anything." And then, like four or five year olds are like, "This is scary. I'm not entering your building." So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm still like, that four, four year old. I'm yeah. still that four year old. Yeah, and many adults because it was like thousands of puppet eyes. Yeah, like, thousands yeah. of puppets. Oh my god, it could be intense. It sounds like it, yeah. (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah, my kid is like, oh, okay, puppets, 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 got it, puppets. She can't. We already had the like very terrifying moment. Okay, all right, it's good now. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's hilarious. So you mentioned when you used to be at Thirty First and Spring Garden, Liza. Mm -hmm. Um, So currently you're at forty. Forty. 4100 Haverford Avenue. Right. It's right. a beautiful historic warehouse barn building that is under contract to be sold. Mm. So that means 
We gotta move! <laughs> so what are the plans for Spiral Q's future? Well, we're asking a lot of really important questions right now, um, internally, with the organization to determine uh, what the next best move is. Um, we have a PlayStation initiative that is not like super official, so we're wondering if that is going to be the thing that we stick to. Um, so we do definitely want to like run it by our stakeholders and, and, and have those questions answered, not just by us internally, but um, really making sure that if we move outside of the neighborhood that we're in right now, that that is the right move mm. for yeah. For the future. And it's done in the right way to yeah. honor so, in the work and the place and the relationships. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to be mindful of, so we want to make sure that we're, that we're like, that we're doing all those things because, you know, people have harmful practices and we don't want to really be yeah. a part of that. The other thing is what kind of space we need, because like I was saying, in the other space it was um, a little more public. Well, we didn't mention that our space is a little more raw that we're in now, and so that do we need a space that we can again welcome people into our studios um, or have the puppets on display like we did um, in the living loft um, <laughs> haunted house or whatever people look at us um, <laughs> um, no it was amazing um, yeah so what kind of space that we need to um, but and yeah and we have time too so it's not an emergency the last time we had to move I think we had like 30 to 60 days notice. Oh so we have a collection of puppets um, from the past 23 years. And we haven't kept all of them, but um, we do, you know, it tells a lot of stories of like movements and culture and people of Philadelphia um, from the past 23 years. So, wow. But also it's paper mache, and so paper mache isn't meant to last forever. So, yeah. you know, what is, what is the future of this collection? Um, and yeah, there's just like a lot of decisions to make. So, we have a lot of stuff and we need time to move and we have till the end of the summer. Yep. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. To be to be determined. We'll uh, keep you posted for sure. So is there like a fundraising campaign right now or oh, anything yeah, of getting, that sort? All of those things are definitely, they're getting off the ground. We haven't like worded them all and like really done a, a, a solid like cash analysis to see what our figures are going to be, like what we're going to need for our figures. Um, but, you know, small nonprofit is always, 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 always raising money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think after, I think by the end, like middle, Probably within the next month, we'll know exactly what we'll need. Like, we have round figures, but we don't know exactly what they are. And so we know that they're also connected to our business planning that we're doing right now, which is really exciting. And um, it does feel like Spiral Q's in a moment of, of like, we've been, like, crouching down and crouching down. You know how, like, when you're doing, like, the relay race? And you get your cleats on and like you get like you're like doing your your knee kicks and you're like high knees and you're like I don't personally know. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Well for those of us this is the people who have, who have done track and field and then you like, all right, you got your cleats on and I feel like right now we've done a whole lot of the like, okay, everybody's ready, you know, um in the the like next legs and we're like prepping them, but it does feel like I'm getting ready and I'm putting my hands on the line right now. Mm -hmm. My butt isn't in the air and the like gun hasn't gone off yet, but like 
it does feel like we're in that crouching down moment that we're like, all right, I feel like all we're, the energy's been built. Yeah, yeah I feel it we're too. like, Ooh, yeah. okay, so we're just ready for ready for the last like bits of planning in there to like every for everything to be set, and then for the for the person to say, okay, you mark, get set. I didn't know I felt that, but it's cool to now understand that I do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, y'all are so hilarious. Thank we you. We work like two this. feet apart from each other. Constantly talking every day. Our That's previous amazing. director, when before we were in leadership, our previous director, um, like we were sitting next to each other in the quote-unquote computer lab that we had set up. It's like, okay, we're all ready, and then. We're like laughing and talking, and our previous like, you're having too much fun over there. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's co directorship. That's what you can do with a character share leadership. Because <laughs> it's not amazing. one person holding all that stress. Yeah, that's just too much. Just too much. <laughs> I love it. So, speaking of co directorship, both of you are the directors. Um, Back when Jennifer stepped into the interim director role, it was just you, right, Jennifer? Yeah, it was just me being like, hey, no one, I'm, I'm going to take this position because I've been here for what is now nine years. Wow. And, wow. and there's no one else who can come in and tell us how to do our jobs better than we can. Period. Wow, that's real. And for nine years, I've been doing the work alongside Liza, and I have visions for what I want to see happen. And mm. I want to make sure that the people who are filling up our roles, um, that they're taken care of in a way that someone who hasn't been in the world can't do. They don't have that insight, and they don't have the yeah. relationships. They don't have all the experience that we've had. Um, to bring into the role, That's and real. so I use that um, I use the opportunity to jump in there and be like, "Yes, I will do it." Um, <laughs> also, as an opportunity to say, "Okay, well, you know, we've been talking about shared leadership and what that could look like, and maybe what that could be like for a little bit, and it's time for it to actually be real." So we got. Um, so when did the co-directorship between you and Liza after. start? It started the year after. So the first, that interim year, um, we got a, a organizational effectiveness grant from the Philadelphia Foundation um, to help us restructure. And so we went through like That's a year long process to figure it out and make it official. I want to thank wonderful. you. For, I never thought about it, but I wasn't ready to do that. I want to thank you for that. That was really. Where would we be? Got your back, Liza, from the beginning. I was like, not me. I was just like, I was like, I'm not. I mean, I don't think people want to be. You, I was just like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to be Liza's boss. Like, why am I going to be Liza's boss? Like, Liza has been here for longer than I have. And wow. more hours. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. That's, that's really great that you were able to do that and make that decision and work together. Yeah, that's but we have a, a good thing. split of, like, you know, it's two of us now. I mean, it's been some part-time people, so in a small nonprofit, it's just like, Everything. well, what are you good at? You're going to do it. You know? <laughs> it's not <laughs> like, real, here's yeah. your job description that totally makes sense together. And so I think that we have a lot of complementary Yeah, we have a lot of complementary skills. That is a beautiful thing. That's, yeah. But then you yeah. grow. Oh yeah. God, I would not have been able to do, I'm somewhat relaxed right now. <laughs> 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 I swear four years ago, I'd have been like, 
a lot worse than this. I mean, hopefully I'm doing okay. I mean, like, we've watched each other grow in, like, leaps and bounds in the years that we've been in leadership. And it's just beautiful. being able to, to support each other through that and, like, really see one another, I feel like is, it's a real honor and privilege to be able to do that within within a nonprofit and really continually be um, pushing against what, like, what the rules are supposed to tell you to do and what status quo is supposed to be like and yeah, definitely. how mm. we're like our organization is just not like that it's like the purpose of our organization is to like rebuke the harmful system practices and so yes yes that's some of the that's one of the those are some of the things that we continue in our work very intentionally um because Shame, right? <laughs> it, is, it isn't. You're right? absolutely right. Like absolutely. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's not right. Even and even being in compliance is like being in, being in compliance in this way is actually a really harmful thing. So how can we how can we do it without doing that? Mm. You know, that's real. That's real. I I definitely am in deep support of like collaborative models of leadership where it's not just like one person and everyone reports to the one person. Like, I love the idea of, like, a team leading things. Because, like the two of you said, you have skills that complement each other's skills. And that's pretty much the thing with a lot of folks. Like, a lot of people have, you know, not everyone has this skill. Not everyone has that skill. But when you put it all together, yeah, things work very well, like a well-oiled machine. So, thank you for sharing that. That's really amazing. So, I have another question for y'all. Because I know each of you is individually an artist. So how do you, well, first of all, what are your art practices? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, okay. I'm bad at talking about this part. Um, oh, sorry, I have sorry. to like, write, write about it. Um, so uh, I actually started, my foundational entry into this role was doing a parade hmm. in Cleveland through the art museum. Oh, wow. It's like a community-engaged parade, but then also has like oh. guest artists parade the circle. It has guest artists from all for like festival traditions from all over the world. Oh, that's as, amazing. Work together in this tent, this event tent in the parking lot. And everyone's like really good about sharing techniques and uh, yeah, so anyway, I've been doing that for like twenty five years or something. I still that's do amazing. it, right? Like twenty seven years. So that I mean I study graphic design and art in college oh, and nice. you know, I think I've always been a really values driven person or maybe when it came time I was just like, I don't really want to be a graphic all the ways I see graphic design are just like not any way that I would find that would help the world in that moment. Um and so I really dug into this thing that had held me is this parade um practice and so making giant puppets and masks and basically stuff out of found objects that developed and yeah, and so I guess I'm a giant puppet maker. I've been making animations a lot. I basically like to do a lot of um, things for no reason at all. <laughs> so, like, That's I'm amazing. making Instagram posts for and people are like, what's that for? I'm like, oh, I just threw that away. I just made this video. <laughs> <laughs> why? I love My, it. For my spirit. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> but I'm also like um, giant puppets for this parade every year, and I've done some gallery kind of stuff, but you know. I thought, yeah, I, have, I never talk about that, so. Cool. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you for sharing, yeah. Liza. I appreciate it. No problem. 
Um, I am a multidisciplinary performance per- primarily artist. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> multidisciplinary. Um, my like foundation of art is definitely in dance. Um, I started taking classes when I was three and a half. Uh, my mom was like, you are stretching in the womb. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so it's always been there. It's always been there. Um, Origin story. I know. Dance, 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 dance. And it really is like my, dance superhero. my primary form of communication. Because I'm like, you use a lot of sounds and movements. And I'm like, well, that's the way I'm most clear, most direct. Yeah. You never have to ask a question about what I moved. You're like, oh, I get it. Sometimes people have lots and lots of questions about what I say because it's secondary, really. Um, And it's been all about dance, dance, dance until I think I got to spiral cue, really. Um, Like my my experience in visual art um, came through like photography as a younger person um, and like some classes that I took in high school. Uh, But having that visual art, performance art um, practice, I think, was really um, working with Spiral Q for all that time as a teaching artist. I think it helped, helped me hold space for other kinds of work other than dance to be integrated into my artistic practice. And then, um, and then I think the, like, solidification of, like, of having the multidisciplinary performance work um, happened when I was with Bare Teeth and Swarm. Um, Bare Teeth is a collective of dancers um, that I've been dancing with probably for the past 10 years. Um, And then uh, Swarm was like a performance ensemble band um, with music and visuals and dance kind of all fused together. And now that's how I think about work. So this upcoming performance at QT Noir, I'm like, hmm, visuals? Do I have time for visuals? Oh, but visuals. Ooh, do I have time for visuals? Oh, and sound. Am I going to read something? Do I want to write something? Hmm. But always dance. Dance, 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 dance. That's cool. Thank you. (laughs) So how do you feel that each of your art practices play a role in your shared directorship at Spiral Q? And it doesn't have to, this is just a question off the top of my head. I think for me, um, especially in the past five years, I guess, I would say that I found more in my own personal practice the ways that it kind of like um, has given me energy and maybe healed some like depressing depression times and like, and I, and it's all like making stuff out of found materials, which is basically what we do with like everyone we work with. And then also kind of my background in parade and, you know, with protestants for Q have been just more and more excited about how the history of people in the streets and parade and cultural expression in public spaces, like, sh- like when we work with kids at the schools we work in, we're like, look, all these people like do this and you're doing this now in the streets and just like, how it all just it all just has always made sense for me. I have an origin photo actually. I went to a parade before I did this other parade in fourth grade. I think we were like 
some parade that was already happening, but we were like, I think it was for the school budget. So it wasn't a protest, <laughs> it was a parade. It was like the school levy or something. And, um, and I was like so excited about being in the streets. I loved projects when I was a kid. And so we Aww. made this picture of this parade I made with two friends and it's a spring parade. Oh, that's that's so nice. We're wearing like notebook paper bird. And like, I was like, Aww. I can't believe that this is what, like, this is so like, totally who I am now. And those two people probably, I mean, it was all my direction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where I am at Spiral Key makes total sense um, in the trajectory. So that's really cool. <laughs> um, I would say that my artistic practice is probably integral to my leadership at um, Spiral Cube, but not necessarily an integral everyday part of it. It definitely informs everything, though. And I don't have a... I know that it's integral, but I don't have an articulated way of it. It's like, Spiral Cube is running on this wavelength, and... I came into that wavelength and mm -hmm. was like, oh, my wavelength, the Feral Key wavelength matches up. This is awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's and great. then um, the ways that movement and dance have integrated into like my teaching artist practice, whether it be visual art or movement um, or theater or pageantry and, um, and, and the ways that, that art um, is integrated into my like, um, very like very well fostered resistance in life general I feel like there's a lot of built in resistance from like my identity like being a Jamaican I feel like it's just like there's that base of like I'm going to be a resistor because that's, that's what's passed down to me culturally absolutely <laughs> yes, like, okay um, and like that the constant like questioning of things that are or like oh you know being a queer person and going through like the coming out process is like okay you have to this is you're told that life is one way and then you're like oh but i'm here and if i'm here then what's been told to me is wrong so i have to break all of that down and rebuild it back up and so like that constant questioning and and um pushing and visioning for what i think should be mm. a thing um comes in in that way so definitely process process wise it 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 informs a lot of the ways that i work and artistically it shines That's through in cool. some ways yeah it definitely does well thank you both so much this has been absolutely wonderful i really enjoyed learning a lot more about spiral q and its origin and also both of your origins <laughs> within the arts and as co-directors of spiral q Thank you so much for stopping by Culture Works today to be on this episode of Art Blog Radio. I look forward to more peoplehood parades out of you and more work for Spiral Q. And I hope that you find a really great place for Spiral Q to settle in the future when you have to make that move. So thank you again for stopping by and being part of Art Blog Radio. Super grateful for the both of you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Not a problem. All right, this has been Art Blog Radio. You can find us on our website or on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye, y'all.